Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Speak Red Voices. Thanks very much for stopping by. You and Rich on Gigi this week. And what have we got to discuss? Well, we've got that 2-2 draw with Arsenal. That rather fun, surprisingly fun 4-1 victory over Fulham at the weekend. And whatever is about to finish off at the Mastala tonight against Valencia, in which United could have topped the group thanks to a surprise result for young boys against Juventus. But something else entirely has happened. <laughs> but never mind. Rich, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, considering the 92 minutes of football we've had to watch again. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you know, we were going to start talking about Arsenal, but I guess partially because of the dead rubberness of it all, I find myself not gigantically frustrated with tonight, partially because it's not particularly unexpected, even though it hasn't necessarily been great to watch. A really disjointed night from a really disjointed team for the most part. Yeah, I think, like you say, we didn't have to win the game, but ultimately if we had won it, we'd now have topped the group. Not that I think it makes a great deal of difference who we play in the next round, because we'll just lower ourselves to... The- just below their level but it's just been frustrating that it just it, you know it doesn't seem to matter what team we put out we're just disjointed largely and it's, it feels like we've we've kind of made you know one one step forward in the last week you know it's improving to some degree and this has just been another step back again it's very frustrating mm, yeah i can't disagree with that let's uh, start off with the more interesting game of the last couple of days well i guess you know Maybe not more interesting is the correct case, but that 2-2 draw with Arsenal. Now, I was doing and glooming it before we actually got to that game, just purely because I expected United to get, not necessarily walloped, but nicely uh, sidestepped by Arsenal, considering they were in a pretty good vein of form. Haven't lost for, what, seven years or something? Just come off the back of that quite good result in the North London derby against Spurs. And they seem to be coming to Old Trafford at the right time. You know, I haven't necessarily felt such a case of uh, foreboding with an Arsenal visit in the last several years. And that was an an odd feeling, to say the least. And yeah, despite some massive defensive mishaps for both goals, and arguably perhaps all four in some way or uh, shape or form, it turned into, I guess you could say, a fairly positive result. You know, I guess looking at the table, we were no closer to top four than we were at the start of the match, which is ideally what the point was of that game. But I guess it, after that 2-2 draw, and especially the way the team have been playing the last month or so, or perhaps the last several months, a 2-2 draw is about what the best we could have expected? Yeah, we're a funny team at the moment. I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, this team doesn't want to play for the manager or they're not trying to play or whatever else. But it's it's games like that, that that, again, demonstrate that they clearly are putting the effort in. There was a clear fluency deficit between Arsenal football and United's. But for a large portion of that game, United levelled things off just through their, their effort levels. Um, it was nice to see a United team that pressed from the front. And uh, you know, ultimately that led to, to our second equalising goal. It was nice to see what was actually quite an exciting end-to-end game, ultimately. It's just something we, we, ha- we haven't, can't really take for granted. In terms, of, in terms of the league itself, You know, if we wanted any chance of making top four, I think we really had to be winning that game. But realistically... I think that's probably beyond us anyway. So, but it, it was a compared to what had gone before it, it was mildly positive. I thought. Yeah, I mean, what you wanted to see in that game was arguably a little bit more fight and a bit more application. And I guess you know, in chunks of that first half, we looked like we were trying to up the pressure. But again, chances are like gold us for United these days at the minute. Excluding that Fulham game, it's very difficult for us to actually carve anything out. <laughs> And as it pretty much proved in that match, I guess the the really positive aspect was the fact that we hit back pretty much immediately for both goals. You know, a bit of a horror show for Dave for that uh, Mustafi goal in the first half, just purely because you just expected to save that. You know, I think it was Chris Smalling who completely lost Mustafi from that corner. Downward head has caught Dave off guard, but you expect him to do better in that situation, you know, just to palm it up and over himself. And Ander almost got there for the clearance. It was 
pretty terrible to watch but I guess we profited from pretty rubbish Arsenal defending for the equaliser you know it was a magnificent surprisingly magnificent free kick hit from Rojo to actually get everything started off uh, it would have been wonderful if that gone in and then Ander is the one to react quickest and then turn in for Martial so yeah it was good to see us come back that quickly because initially up until that point you did wonder where the goal was coming from and I guess perhaps the theme of the evening should have been just wait for the mistake and it'll eventually come <laughs> And that that's basically what proved to be for is it was it a Lacazette goal or did, was it given to Rojo in the end? Good grief, who knows? But regardless, what I mean, Rojo with that awful pass, desperately trying to make amends, and then ends up smacking the ball off him, and then Bai goes over the top just for good measure. What an absolute shit show that was! But then instantly, great response. I mean, uh, again, comparative shit show from Arsenal just trying to get the ball away and then just getting themselves a six and sevens. And then Lingard's got the easy job of just prodding it past the keeper. It was great to see us respond that quickly. And there was a veritable amount of huff and puff in the closing stages of that match, but I'm not necessarily sure in it. You know, it would have been a side note, Mkhitaryan scoring from that angle had he not actually been offside would have been pretty impressive. And again, you know, he looked like a player who's been somewhat reinvigorated by that move. But... Yeah, I mean, in in the context of us going for top four, not a great result. No, I think that's a sign of, of just how far we've we've fallen this season. To be honest, Mourinho made some uh, tactical changes for that game, and he made some personnel changes. You know, obviously Pogba was dropped. We saw we saw Dallow at right wing back. I think of the last week, he's the main positive. But yeah, <laughs> it just I think it's just a sign of where where we are at the moment that that we should be relatively pleased with getting a home draw against Arsenal. An Arsenal side, incidentally, who were absolutely abject last year and with a new manager, suddenly on a 20-game unbeaten run. <laughs> yeah, well, me. fair true. I mean, I guess going up into the game against uh, Fulham on Saturday, considering how we'd struggled to get past the Anthem in Crystal Palace, I don't think any of us were really expecting to just waltz into Old Trafford and just storm away with a full-one victory. But uh, that was definitely the positive of the week, wasn't it? You know, we played some excellent stuff in that match, and... You know, it was very quick and easy to look at the team and point to the fact that Pogba was there in the sense they looked a little bit more cohesive. But I think it was about a bit more than that. I think that there seemed to be a little bit more unity about the team in those last two games. And in particular, Fulham were terrible. That's really worth noting. And not to, you know, take away and try and detract from some of the football we played, which is lovely. You know, some of the build-up play for those goals was absolutely exquisite. I think the disappointing aspect is that we can't do that more often or we don't necessarily give ourselves the chance to do that more often you know some of the movement off the ball was excellent you know it all got started off by that Ashley Young goal that rarest of all things a first half lead relatively early on in the game great hit there and that was just down to his determination and then the goals kind of carried on from there I thought Rashford had a great game set up Mata very well for number two and then Mata set up Lukaku very well for number three we were coasting you know we were making lots of good chances the movement was excellent on the ball and off the ball and we didn't give Fulham any time really to settle you know I'd say which is a bit of a ridiculous situation thinking about giving Fulham time to settle but that's literally where we are at the minute isn't it you know we've struggled against the very bottom teams in the country because we just haven't really shown that we can take games by the scruff of the neck and force the issue so that was that was the really positive thing about that game on Saturday really wasn't it you know we played well we scored some great goals and we actually put a team to the sword which is not something we have done very much at all in the last year or so yeah I mean it it was nice. It was nice to watch a game and, and sit back and feel fairly comfortable in the in the performance and the results. Yeah, just enjoy um, it. You know, think, enjoy the game. Exactly. Yeah, Dallow was excellent, and and he made a huge amount of difference, giving us some width on the right hand side. And frankly, I think he put in more high class crosses in that game than Antonio Valencia has in about the last five years. There were some pluses going forward, but but you have to also, 
add the caveat that this Fulham team has the worst, second worst defensive record of any team in the Premier League history. And you could see why. I mean, that they were clearly a team who has less confidence than United, which is going some. You know, you have to, you still have to, you know, you still have to score the goals and put them to the sword. And we did that in the first half. The only, the only shame really was that when Willem Fulham changed it at half time and they started to play a bit further up the pitch, we struggled to recreate that that tempo. And I think they'd really contributed to our success in the first half by playing so deep themselves. Once they moved up the pitch, it became a lot harder for us to, to create chances and Fulham made one or two themselves. But, you know, it was nice to sit through a second half and appreciate the game and appreciate that we were playing pretty well and creating a few chances. True. I mean, I guess the frustration going into the second half was that we didn't really carry on in that form, did we? You know, there was the penalty no. that sort of sliced the lead up a little bit and we looked like we were under a little bit of pressure and we got quite lucky with that red card not long after that. So that kind of snuffed any resistance out in Fulham. But yeah, I mean, I thought at the end of the game, Rashford fully deserved that goal. I think he got a little bit lucky purely because the shock seemed to catch the keeper off guard. But I thought he, out of anyone in the last week, can really hold his head up high and said he did literally everything he could do. You know, Mourinho seems happy with him because he is putting in that extra 10-15% that he so desires out of every single one of his players. And we saw that again tonight against Valencia. But no, I thought he's had a very, very decent week. I think he's looked sharp. I think he's looked with it. I think he's passing better as well. He's excellent in the build-up. And it's been really enjoyable to watch. You know, the cutback for Matter's goal in particular against Fulham was excellent. You know, it was that case of being locked in to the point where he actually has that look up and picks out the perfect pass and there's actually that player arriving that's that sort of movement that we haven't seen so much and I think that was what was most pleasing was that for once our players were in the right positions at the right time as opposed to maybe a couple of seconds behind the play or 10 meters further up the pitch in completely the wrong positions yeah, so that was encouraging. You know, it's not rare that it's rare that we've had uh, a three-goal victory to savor at Old Trafford over the last eighteen months or so. So you take those victories like that whenever they come. You know, I think we fully deserved it. But I think the thing is now, going into Liverpool on Sunday, what on earth are we going to see? You know, you think about the performance tonight against Valencia again, the Valencia team that is very deeply mired in the bottom half of La Liga. You know, there was an element of it being a dead rubber, yes. And we didn't expect young boys to beat Juventus. That was a hugely surprising result. But the lack of application tonight, I mean, yes, it was a hugely disjointed team selection. You know, I think we only really started to look good once Lukaku was taken off and Rashford and Lingard came on. I thought then, towards the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, when arguably the game had perhaps already gone, did it actually look like we'd be able to do anything? And that's the concerning thing, isn't it? Even in a game that was... considered a dead rubber that the players can't raise themselves to kind of get through games like this and the goals we conceded and how many times we had what seven or eight players in the penalty area and it just looked like Juventus had to sorry Valencia had to basically sneeze and the ball go back into the back of the net it's alarming even for us I think we can get lulled into saying that that players aren't applying themselves one thing we've, we've, we've seen this season is that largely it doesn't matter which 11 we play, they still struggle. All of them still struggle. Most of the players still struggle. And the way we were set up tonight just made no sense at all, even in a game that we didn't didn't have to win. But the, the way we play, we sit deep. We try to counter when we don't have the players to counter-attack. We allow teams onto us. We're completely open from front to back. I mean, on three or four occasions, the Valencia keeper passed the ball out to his centre-back, who then passed the ball 40 yards up the wing to the left winger, who straight to our defence, who's immediately in on the on the penalty area. And I think on, on the one occasion, Bastiwai nearly scored. But 
we, we're cut open in two or three passes, whilst when we attack, we take 20 passes and don't get anywhere. I think it's a really complex combination of the way we play just gives other teams confidence to play because we let them have the ball in dangerous areas on, on the pitch and we're not good enough defensively to keep them out. But there's no part of this team in a tactical sense that's that's working properly. And I think we've just seen a lot of players who are very, very low on confidence. We can talk about Lukaku and he's playing extremely badly and his first touch is terrible. He's not holding the ball up. He's not doing anything. Now, he's never going to be Robin Van Persie, but we also know, if we have any memory, that Lukaku can be a lot better than this. And I think you you can apply that to almost any player in, in the United shirt. You know, as abject as the back four were tonight, you know, Phil Jones scored a terrible own goal and we just looked a shambles at time. Those guys have played better than that. Those guys have been better than that. You know, I think we think back to um, Mourinho's first season and after you brought Rocco and Jones in as centre-backs in at Swansea in November after we had a mini-injury crisis. And they ended up forming a really solid, quite successful defensive partnership. And I think you can go through virtually any player in this team and say, if you actually think back longer than this season or longer than the last 12 to 18 months, that player is a lot better than what we're seeing. And it just seems to be a combination of a lot of players who are very low on confidence, who perhaps don't entirely believe in what they're doing, and a tactical framework which just gives the impetus to the opposition and plays into United's greatest weaknesses. And the result is, as we've seen tonight, and you know, this, this Valencia game, I keep thinking we could, we're plumbing the depths with one performance and I see another one and I think, Christ, that, that's potentially even worse. At times, this is the most futile Manchester United team I can remember in 30 years. Where do we go from here? I, don't, I, do, I honestly don't think it's players not trying, players not applying themselves. I just think there's a huge dearth of confidence and of belief in what they're doing and a tactical framework which doesn't benefit any of them no no i i can't disagree with any of that unfortunately no i mean what what would be the incentive for any of these guys not to try not to give it in this is this was a team tonight that were made up not entirely but made up of a lot of players who really are trying to force their way into into Mourinho's best side there are also a few quite a few of them international footballers who um, for whatever reason, they're not necessarily all in and around their international teams at the moment because they've not been playing or whatever else. Fred's dropped out of the Brazilian international squad. Pereira got a cap and has not been picked since because he's not been playing. There are lots of players in that squad who have lots to play for. There's no reason why they wouldn't apply themselves. This group is just kind of fundamentally broken. And the funny the thing is, you were talking about Marcus Rashford, and he's really been one of the rare United players who's really played very well in the last few games and you can see that he's playing with a huge amount of confidence and you but go back a couple of months and he was really struggling and he was a completely different player a complete a, a far more ineffective futile player mm. you can see you can see the difference that that confidence makes to to a player and i think we've just got too many players who are so low on confidence they're just not equipped to perform no i wouldn't disagree with that i think Tonight, watching that starting eleven for the first forty-five minutes, it was essentially like watching eleven different players trying to play eleven different games. You know, it yeah. it didn't look like any sort of cohesion. And yes, that team has never played with each other before. And United's greatest issue, or one of the greatest issues that we've had in the Mourinho, especially over the last year or so, is that there's just no seemingly evident pattern to how we play. And that was again very, very clear tonight when we tried to play out from the back and. 
every time we got close to Valencia's penalty area, we just mucked it up in some way, whether that was a poorly misplaced pass or hoping that a play would be there that, that wasn't, that basically they were just passing into thin air. There is effort to try and make things happen from a lot of players in this team. You know, Fred tried to make things happen tonight and yes, unfortunately failed in rather a, a lot of elements of that. As you said there, it's down to a, a group of players that just doesn't seemingly trust in itself and believe in itself. And once that has been set, it's very difficult to get out of it. You know, people were really bemoaning Rashford's performances, as you mentioned, long ago. And he's turned it around over the last week. And that's three decent games he's had in the very short space of time that have really sort of turned that narrative around. I don't know what on earth it's going to take to get everyone or at least a good chunk of this team onto that same sort of level. Because I don't magically think we're going to turn up to Anfield on Sunday and produce a swashbuckling performance that's going to knock the Scousers off their perch again. It's just very difficult to watch this team consistently look so jagged and unfamiliar. You know, I think I understand Mourinho's hesitancy to play a lot of, you know, his core starting 11 for Sunday and take several players out. So, you know what, Dallo and Darmian and Matic and De Gea, who we're all assuming going to start on Sunday afternoon, they were left behind at home. And that makes complete sense. I understand that. But at the same time, when form has been so difficult to come by and you get a good performance against Fulham, completely ripping out that team and placing a new one in full of players who are underperforming or struggling to perform, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised with this result. You know, it it, it didn't feel like we were set up to win that game at all. And I still look forward to watching United with a sense of, you know, it, it's married with a tiny little bit of enthusiasm, you know, youthful silly enthusiasm you might say but also just like a a fascination of what we're actually going to see and how awkward we can actually play and how difficult we can make it for ourselves you know what I mean yeah it's difficult to have to say isn't it (laughs) well Rashford Um, scored again so that's positive you know the thing is we look at the Champions League yeah I think we look at the Champions League now and just say look that's going to be put to bed for several months now that is a shining beacon in what is turning into a very awkward season and again, you know, I don't really think we've moved on in any way, particular shape or form. It was great to watch Fulham and it was great to win that game in the way that we did. But again, you know, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we've got to do that more frequently. We just have to. There's no getting around it. We should have been beating Southampton and Palace in that exact same manner and we didn't. So until that sort of performance becomes more standard and more regular, then it doesn't really mean a hell of a lot just yet. I'll tell you what was notable about the Fulham game is that it's the first game in, in quite some time where I can think about it and think that United were the better team. Hmm, comfortably. When was the last time? Uh, young boys, uh, maybe? What, a home? Away? Well, definitely not at home, mate. No. <laughs> you remember that game? Hell no. I mean, we were good in the second half at Bournemouth, but I mean, we should have been smashed in the first half. I'm really struggling for games where I can I can look at them and say you know United were the better team even if we even if we didn't win the game but we were the better team and I I, I probably couldn't pick five this season I'd have said um, well it tells its own story doesn't it something is fundamentally wrong with the way these players are sure and they they put themselves in a very difficult yeah they they put themselves in a very difficult position by not actually being a bit more proactive and again not really playing and performing until we were essentially the game was already done in the sense that now we've got second and we always sort of expected that but you know had they actually properly applied themselves had there been a better plan had there been a better preparation or whatever whatever could have happened to prepare us for that game in a better frame of mind and actually get a positive result out of it regardless had we actually gone and won tonight we wouldn't have to be thinking about playing 
PSG or Barca or Bayern or Dortmund or Porto. I mean, again, you know, you mentioned Porto and fans are saying, okay, maybe it'd be quite nice to play them. Well, has anyone realistically and honestly got a lot of faith in us getting past Porto at this stage? I'm not sure I do. Whoever we play, we will lower ourselves to a to a standard which is just below them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who we play. However bad the team we're playing against or however not good the team against, we're playing against is, we will manage to play worse than them, probably over two legs. So it doesn't really make any difference who we who we draw. No, I mean, it would have been nicer to avoid, you know, one of the bigger teams that early on in the, in the draw. But at the same time, if I was thinking about it realistically and taking off my rose-tinted glasses for a second, realistically, what are United actually going to be capable of in the Champions League this season? And unless there is a stark improvement or we get on some sort of incredible run similar to Chelsea and the Di Matteo, we're not going to be seeing much of United in the Champions League in the new year. I would be surprised if we make it into the quarterfinals. We'll have the joy of Mourinho telling us that whichever team's beaten us has better heritage than us. Exactly, and that we shouldn't be surprised to be knocked out again. Yeah, and all their all the players are better than ours. Yeah, well... It's another, it's another one. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing to cover before we finish this uh, week's slightly truncated episode is uh, a visit to Anfield on Sunday afternoon, which is, you know, I think I was talking to a couple of friends about this and still to me, that's the game I want to lose the least. If you gave me a choice mm. of going to City and getting a result, or going to Anfield, getting a result, going to Anfield every single time, still up there at the minute. And yeah. that will remain the case for some time. You know, they are playing slightly more not necessarily more pragmatic but I guess there's a bit more of a lethal streak in the way they're getting results at the minute you know they hammered Burnley and that was a relatively straightforward uh, result for them on Saturday and did well to get past Napoli in a sense you know they they're no mugs in Napoli so getting past that and actually getting into the last 16 of the Champions League on Tuesday night is an achievement for them because that was not an easy group whatsoever especially not having had lost to every single team in that group to boot and yeah, I mean, Klopp hasn't beaten Mourinho since he became Liverpool manager. Both of the games that we played at Anfield so far have been nil-nil draws. And it wouldn't surprise me if we leave Merseyside on Sunday afternoon with a similar result. Because I think for United, especially as it was towards the start of last season where Pogba was injured, Mourinho just seemed to lose all faith in his team to be able to play in any other style and to shut Liverpool out. And... I can't see it going any other direction at this point. Mourinho will just try and shut the game down. And that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world because he's understanding that United don't necessarily have the tools really to hurt Liverpool, not on a consistent basis. But still, you know, I'm, I've, I can't see anything else happening, can you? Yeah, I can't honestly see there's any way that we can get anything out of this game. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's always a puncher's chance with any you know any game and, and you never quite know with this United team. But honestly, we, I think we could try and keep it tight and we'll concede or I think we could play it open and we'll just get cut apart I think they're they're now a very very good team I think they're very close to being in City's class and I don't think there's a, any way on earth we're going to avoid losing I mean whether it'll be tight it might be tight we might keep it tight for for, for a period but I just can't, I can't see us defending well enough to keep them out for 90 minutes and I, I can't honestly say I can remember ever going to Anfield and thinking we've got zip all chance of getting anything here um, and, and I, I, that's how I feel to be honest yeah I mean you think about us travelling to Anfield uh, in the first sort of third of last season you know, we had at that point started the season pretty well hadn't we you know we yeah. were playing with relative confidence 
Pogba got that injury and then suddenly we looked to be struggling a little bit more. And I guess it came at the wrong time for Mourinho because as soon as then we started to travel up there and Liverpool hadn't had a terrible start to the season, but United had started strongly. And again, it was just a case of shutting that game down. I think we had, what, Lukaku had that pretty presentable chance in the first sort of 10 minutes of the game. But that was it. You know, we managed nothing else in the entirety of the rest of that game. And the year before that was even worse. You know, I think there was Ibrahimovic with that one header in the second half. But apart from that, we created absolutely naffle. It, no. These games have been particularly difficult to watch and are typically much more entertaining when Liverpool come to Old Trafford. So I'm expecting nothing else purely because I think Mourinho is scared at the prospect of getting an absolute hiding by Klopp and Liverpool at this stage. And I, Which I was about to say I wouldn't blame him, but then I would blame him because he's the one who's created that sense anyway. I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm, I'm incredibly disillusioned. I mean, I've just I've just watched a game where we didn't need to a result, but a result would have aided us in ultimately helping us finish top of the group. And we just presented with absolute bilge again against a team who are 16th, 15th or 16th in the Liga in, mm-hmm. in relegation trouble. They not, didn't put their best team out. Until the last five minutes, we've done absolutely nothing in that game. Nothing. didn't. We weren't coherent in any way. And uh, we, made, we made changes, but that, that's still a team of senior international footballers. So I'm, absolutely, I'm honestly dreading. I mean, I, I always, I'm always tense about a game, about going to Anfield. It's always the one game in, in the year that really you know, gets my stomach turned over. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I just want to get away without, without losing most years, to be honest. And if, <laughs> and if, and if we win, it's just about the greatest, the greatest result of the season or any season I'm dreading. I mean, I'm dre- I kind of dread watching United now anyway, but I'm absolutely dreading this game because I cannot see any way that we get anything out of that game. And I can, there's a reasonable chance we'll get an absolute hiding. And I don't want to, um... I don't have to see it. I just don't want to have to see it. And it, it feels it feels a bit. It, we feel like we did towards the end with Moyes. I think in that you know we played City and Liverpool in two home games as it was in towards the end of his time, and there was no chance we were getting anything out of those two games. And as it was, we could have lost six or seven nil and ended up losing both three nil. Um, and I, I have as little faith in this team as I did in that one. Which is mad because that this team is of far higher calibre in terms of the quality it could actually provide than that one. It has better players. It has better mm. players. And no matter how much people try and argue will tell you that this group of players are shit or that they're not trying or that they're, they're bottlers or whatever. You know, there are some players in this squad who aren't good enough to play for United at the highest level. But there are plenty who have got much more to give. And the reality is almost the entire squad is drastically underperforming and and as a result we go to Anfield and Frank I, I, I feel like I feel like not watching because there's a, I cannot see absolutely zero chance we win that game now let's hope that we come back whenever we speak next and we're laughing at our negativity and how we've turned over this great Liverpool side probably with their only shot of the game but but nevertheless <laughs> uh, you, you know but you know I'd be really surprised if that happens yeah <laughs> There's not really anywhere to go, is there? I mean, I, I, I don't know. You, you're perhaps not as disillusioned as me tonight, but I've just we've seen we've seen a game, two games in which United have shown signs of life. Certainly in terms of intensity against Arsenal, and then in terms of actual creativity and, and excitement against Fulham, and then essentially we've just regressed to the mean again, haven't we? Um, in, mm. in this game, and it, it's just we have we have these little isolated bursts where we play, you know, football that that, that really starts to turn turn our heads a bit and make us vaguely excited about the prospect of seeing United and it's always two steps one step forward and then at least one if not two back I'm just I'm, I'm just feeling particularly 
negative about our chances right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess the frustrating thing about tonight in particular was that flow, as I said, is something that has eluded us so much over the last 12 months. So to see that performance on the back of two relatively encouraging games and scores, no doubt, you know, getting 2-2 against Arsenal, especially in current form, isn't something to be sniffed at. And hammering a team, even if they are bottom, is always great. So to then get that served up this evening was particularly frustrating. So I guess Mourinho's one eye on Liverpool really hasn't helped us that much. But and again, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll end up, we'll turn up with the exact in the exact frame of mind that we should be on Sunday afternoon. I get a scummy one nil victory and piss the scousers off, which would be fantastic. You know, let's yeah. let's be let's not beat about the bush here. Getting a result in that game would be absolutely fantastic. But it just seemed to me it requires too much realistically to expect from this United side for that to happen because it means that every single player on the team needs to have a good game. We need to get the right defence, which we have barely gotten at any point during this season. The midfield needs to be correct, and based on tonight, I'm not sure Mourinho is going to pick Pogba purely because I don't think, again, he really covered himself in glory. I'm not necessarily sure anyone bar Rashford really stuck out tonight. You know, maybe you might see the likes of Ashley Young or Lingard come in, but I don't know. I mean, I don't see United suddenly turning up in that game. And if they did, that would be wonderful, but almost sense frustration as to why can't we do that against lower opposition? Why can't we do that? week in, week out, at least there's some similar level as opposed to just seeing these massive dips every now and then where we turn up for the occasional big game and then muck it up. We won two games in nine and one of them was a home to young boys and the other one was against one of the worst Premier League teams ever at at this stage in the season. So we're bumping along the bottom of the pond at the moment, to be honest. It just feels like we're just bumping along, waiting waiting for it all to end, really, aren't we? Well, that's certainly how I feel. What, the world or...? Well, yeah, the world, yeah. I mean, just this season, the longer the longer this drags on, the longer nothing changes. This mm. season's just... And Mourinho tonight said, my team improved when I made the changes that I didn't want to make, which is a frustration. I didn't learn anything from this game. Nothing that happened surprised me at all. Well, I think, to be fair, once, I think we're actually on the same page there. Yeah, well, I mean, well, if nothing that happened surprised him at all, then why did he pick the team that he picked, ex- expecting it to lose? You know, the, 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 one, of the, one of the most frustrating things, like, I have with Mourinho is that you genuinely feel quite often that he's picking a side with the intention of of a particular player or players failing. He does. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it again and again and again. He picks players. He picks systems to make a point to other people. He'll pick a team which he doesn't think can win a game, or that he thinks is going to fail, or a player who he thinks is going to be play poorly, or or whatever else. I don't know how anybody can accept that as for their manager to actually essentially chuck off games. Because he wants to make some point to mm. his boss. Well, let's, you know, before we finish off for the evening, let's really talk about the highlights of the evening, which was Phil Jones opening his account for the season at the wrong end of the pitch. I mean, <laughs> Sergio Romero had a very bad Sergio Romero game. You know, there was that yeah. point, I think, in Mourinho's first season where he was genuinely very, very good. And this is his first game in some time. But yes, Romero was really bad tonight and the way he raced out for that chance considering that Phil Jones basically had it covered was not great but Phil Jones complete lack of ability of actually being able to keep an eye on where his goalkeeper was was even worse so yes shit show all around but a beautifully taken goal let's be honest yeah it was it was it was a finish that our forwards would be proud of I'd have said oh, absolutely yeah take some notes <laughs> anyway mate right quick score prediction for Sunday 3-0 Liverpool <laughs> I'm going to go with 2-1 United. 
Hockey doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain that. We're just going to leave it there. No, no, no. I'm not going to say anything more. I reckon that's going to happen. I, I, I mean, I'm lying, but there we go. You know, hope springs eternal. Anyway, Rich, thanks for your company. No worries, mate. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget, you can always get us all over Twitter. You can get me at at you and Lennox. You can get Rich at at Rich Red Voices. And you can get the pod at at Red Voices, M-U-F-C, and our blog at www.redvoices.net. Have yourselves a superb week. And let's see next, we're chatting about a wonderful victory against Liverpool. Well, you know, fingers crossed. Cheerio. Cheerio.